0: Yeah. We most certainly can. Back again. Dash is back. Who we tell? Tell a friend. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. And for those of you who didn't know, I was sick. And that's why we did not have an episode two weeks ago. Yep. But I'm better now. A little little, itsy bitsy cough, you know, just in case it comes out while we're doing this. And just give it a little heads up, you know, sometimes you got that post nasal drip. Dripping. Came through dripping, drip, drip, or drip too hot. Off this wave. That's a little baby. The first one was, the first one was a Cardi, I think. And then there was that song from Empire, the show Empire. Drip, drop, drip, drippity drop. it? This is the Let's Have a Real Conversation podcast. I am Dash. And that is JD. A.K.A. Hell yeah, I'm scruffy, but they love me, though. Exactly. No,
1: I'm just playing. Right. A.K.A. He Who Pods. He Who Pods. A.K.A. He who's trying not to catch the cooties. Just
0: kidding. I mean, it's been two weeks. I think we're good. The COVIDity is gone? I did not have <laughs> Well, I don't know. She <laughs> 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 don't even know. According to every COVID test I have ever taken, I have never had COVID. And I don't... You know And you know what they say in Trump country. If you don't take a test, you never caught COVID. Right. Well, actually, funny story about, I did try to take a COVID test when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, and the tests are faulty now. The tests don't even work now. All the liquid from the test, all the solution that you're supposed to use, it just the swab just absorbed it. It wasn't enough liquid. I think that it kind of evaporated most of it. So I couldn't take the test. I had five tests, and none of them were viable. Sorry. So, and you know, I I wasn't going outside in that condition to try to find a COVID test. So I just, it's not that serious. You know, we hope for the best. That's it. Yeah. So I I did my little isolation period and all of that just to be on the safe side. But you know, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I feel way better. You know who else feels way better? Who? Jamie Foxx. Yes. Yes. He's a little pale, but he feels better. You, you, you thought so too, huh? I thought he was pale, but I think that, you know, people look a certain way when they've been ailing. I also I think it's hilarious that people thought he wasn't real. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Yes. People thought that he was cloned. Cloned.
1: Yeah, he made a joke. Or he made a joke. In the video. Was AI. We, should, we should tell them what the hell we're talking about.
0: So Jamie Foxx comes out Well,
1: finally let's, let's let's pause all right so if you've seen this pod you know yeah. that we have reported on what we could report on with jamie fox being ill right and so there were rumors the mm. daughter said no the daughter just said he's sick but he first the daughter said he's sick please respect our privacy at this time mm. but there was mad rumors already floating around at that point yeah mad rumors
0: rumor has it
1: and then more rumors more rumors more rumors rumors,
0: yeah and crazy rumors ridiculous rumors like things that are totally unbelievable not listen anything is possible right but some of the stuff they were saying was like oh he went blind he had covid and went blind like people were saying all kinds of like the, the Like the craziest possible things that could happen are all of the things that people said happened to Jamie Foxx. Yes, and then the daughter
1: Crazy. came back and said, Hey, hey, you know, it's really mad. It's really wild that y'all out here wilding. My dad's been home. He's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He ain't even in the hospital. So stop. Right. And we have a new show coming out.
0: And we were like, that's right, a little weird sketchy but you know it's fine it's fine everything is a, it's listen, everything is a rollout a okay And props to ice on the joe button
1: podcast that's his line and we we tend to agree with that
0: everything is a listen i think that everything is it's the same way we say everything is content i think that sometimes you stumble upon things that you can benefit from and i think when it's yours being opportunistic is not the worst thing in the world right Mm -hmm. I think it's different when you take someone else's misfortune and you try to capitalize on it or monetize it in some way I think that that makes it nasty I think when you're doing it on your own and of your own stuff it's a little weird and it's a little sketchy, but honestly, if it, it's yours to to do what you want with, and if that's the way they decided to parlay him being sick and you know, kind of use it to their advantage, and I know I'm saying something a little different from what I was saying before, because before I was just like, I don't get it, like I really don't get it, but the more I think about it, it's like I would rather exploit myself. Where I would rather Jamie Foxx exploit, and exploit maybe it's not the right word, but I would rather use my own misfortune for my own benefit than to have other people use it, if it's going to be used in that way. So if, if they were able to find a way to, to use it to their advantage, I guess then it is what it is. It's weird, but hey, people have done worse things.
1: That's true. <clears throat> and so finally, we, he- we have heard from Jamie Foxx. I don't yeah. know what my mouth was trying to say right there. It was you, hey, her, hi, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But finally, we have heard from Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx put out a video. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he addressed the rumors. Yeah. He Oops. addressed, <laughs> he addressed his butterfingers. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, So he addressed the rumors, he addressed the things that happened in the public, he gave a lot of props to his family and his team, Um, he showed a lot of love to his fans, he spoke about how he's looking at life differently and valuing life even more now, Mm -hmm. and his appreciation for everything that's been going on with himself and his survival and his career over time. And he said that he wanted to wait until he was well enough to appear on camera himself in good health so we could remember him in good ways because that's the legacy he wants to leave behind, Mm -hmm. not one of him full of tubes and things of that nature. So we still don't know what the hell happened to Jamie Foxx because that's what he said. He didn't say, I was in a coma, I slipped on a banana peel, I had headaches for three weeks. We don't know. And truly, it's not our business. No. If we're being honest, whatever happened to Jamie Foxx—that's Jamie Foxx's business. Also. No, they can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Also, I lost my train. Of is Jamie Foxx's business whatever happened to Jamie Foxx?
0: Right, and also like creating all of these fabrications of like. These ideas, these ridiculous ideas that it's not him. Or like, when you get sick, sometimes you get pale. That's a thing. Even. All right.
1: I don't. I don't want no smoke with the JB Fox fans. As the JB Fox some, fan.
0: As someone. As someone who experiences that. <laughs> don't even go there as someone who I was about to
1: ask experience
0: what I am someone who even it don't it don't matter what it is like I could get sick I could just it could just be a long winter whatever it is I get pale I I'm not gonna get into all the reasons why it happens because it's nobody's business we could talk about that off pod but I am someone who I lose my color uh, pretty easily when it comes to different types of things that may happen to my body. So, or just even just environmentally, you're not out in the sun in the wintertime when you live in a place like New York City, right? Like you may be outside, but you're not getting a whole lot of sun. So I get pale. So I can understand. And yes, he looked... very different complexion than the one we're used to i get that but that happens when people are sick we also don't know what the illness is or what the accident was or whatever it is we don't know um and it could be something that is ongoing and he's still experiencing right now so i i I think we just take it for what it is like we're either gonna We either, we're either accepting that we don't know what's going on or what went on or we're not. I was saying either we're gonna accept that we don't know what happened or we're going to want to know what happened. Like we can't really have it both ways. We're not getting it both ways. We're getting what we get and that's it. So then it can't turn into, oh he's been cloned. First of all, that's not how cloning works. Second of all, oh, it's AI. Y'all really think, like, what is it? Y'all thought it was a hologram or something? We'll get to holograms in a bit. But Jamie (laughs) Foxx did not have a hologram. Like, that's really him, and we don't know what's going on. And it's fine. At least we saw him. We know that he is thriving in some capacity. Um... He had his movie come out on Netflix. So, uh, you know, you all to go, go on ahead and, and call Tyrone. And, excuse me, clone Tyrone. Which is so funny that they would even say that he was cloned when this movie came. That's why they said it. That's why they said it. People on the internet are crazy. But, yeah, I don't, I, I know I'm belaboring the point. but But I just feel like it is what it is. Um, if we're if if we're just gonna ride for him and be like okay you know great that he's doing better and we're happy to see him in good shape or better shape than he was then that's gotta be that I'm not saying I'm not curious about what's going on or what was going on I'm absolutely curious I am curious by nature so I am baffled that we really don't know what has happened to this man but it is what it is and. That's that. I like that we don't know what happened. I don't like the way
1: things played out. We've discussed that here before. Mm-hmm. But I like that we finally have a word from him. I do have lots of questions. Again, we we probably not gonna get no answers. Right. And it's really not our business. Yeah. But it's also a little weird that he's like kinda white all of a sudden. He's he's really significantly lighter.
0: Yes.
1: That's a little weird. And I'm not even saying like... I'm not saying any of that. Like he did something to himself or whatever. I'm just... It's noticeable is what I'm saying. And my follow-up to that is... I hope he's truly okay. And not just... I'm going to prop myself up in front of the camera.
0: Right.
1: Because it's been a minute. And because the movie came out and Netflix said I had to do promo. Because I already signed on to do promo. Because he definitely mentioned the movie, in his video as well. Yeah. So I hope that Jamie Foxx is okay. I hope whatever his road to recovery is, that he continues on it. And I hope that we continue to see him doing better and better and getting back to his quote-unquote old self.
0: My thinking is that whatever whatever it is, it's still happening. It's not over. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's No, I agree with you. I think whatever it is, it's I would argue that it's probably an illness and it probably wasn't whatever happened was either something uh, uh, as a result to illness or something that um, caused a chronic condition or something that he has maybe been dealing with and maybe it exacerbated at some point and it put him in the hospital. But this doesn't seem like yeah, from the looks of things, it looks like he is still dealing with whatever he is dealing with. So that yeah. is that, that, that's that. And, you know, it is what it is. Now, if we want to talk about, uh, you know, someone who did use a hologram, we could, who used the hologram? Your favorite person in the entire world.
1: Let me sip some. I had to sip some coffee before we get into this next topic.
0: Yeah.
1: In his words,
0: I'm charged up. And in your words, this is layered. Because there's a lot of different directions we got to go in with this. Drake. Drake has been touring. Yep. Drake has been touring. In fact, he just made his way. Oh, shoot. I was going to call Josh. So call him. Uh, let me see if he'll answer. Drake has been making his way through... Uh, You know the country and uh drake had a hologram of himself in one of the uh he does this there's this part of his show where i don't know if he's doing this everywhere he goes but there was a show he did where there was a bench and he was sitting on the bench and he was sitting next to his younger self so they
1: usually have an actor come out i I already heard about this from another person's firsthand experience and there's usually an actor who comes out and plays younger Drake. And then he sits beside himself, quote unquote. The reason it was brought up recently is because at one of the shows last week in New York, instead of speaking to his younger self, he brought his mom out. Yeah, so he brought his and mom And his mom sat on the couch.
0: Yeah. So there's no hologram, it's an actual person?
1: Yes, but you know, let's let's see what you Let's see. Let's see. Let's
0: go to our our, you know, our see, Drake correspondent. let see if he'll answer.
1: This is about to be funny as hell.
0: Yeah. Hello? Josh. Hey, what's up? You busy? No. What's up? Okay. You're on the Let's Have a Real Conversation podcast right now. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, oh. Here's the thing, right? So we didn't see Drake, but you saw Drake. Yeah, I did. so I So we wanted a first-hand account of how it went.
2: Um, I think, I think overall it was a good show, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I do have to give the boy a little bit of criticism. Okay. Um, I think that, um, I think most rappers aren't the best performers. Like, I don't think when you go see a rapper you can expect a performance like Beyonce. But what I've noticed over several Drake concerts is that he just comes out, he kind of hops on one leg,
0: hoping that he doesn't girl <laughs> again, and
2: he gets everybody to rap along the lyrics that he forgot to, listen, to his own song. Shit.
0: See, now I don't, um, I hate that. I don't, I don't like any. I don't care if you're a rapper, a singer, whoever. I don't care if you're white, you're black, you're Indian, whatever. I do not like that sing my music, rap my music for me. I hate that
2: right, right. I, I i agree because i saw I saw childish Gambino back in the um when he released his album because of the internet, and he did a hell of a performance you know he was yeah he's on
1: he's, he's a performer
2: yeah he's he's absolutely a performer yeah And, eh, like it was a whole bunch of memes and stuff going on in the show, but it was really a lot of like sing my own stuff, and then also, I kind of have a little bit of an issue when he's like, yo, I'm going to take you guys way back, and then he plays Marvin in the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he does that everywhere! That
1: like,
2: that's that's kind of wild, because I'm like, I thought he was going to go back to, like, the mixtape days,
1: like, right like back then,
2: but he didn't, like, even, even to So Far Gone, I'll even take that, but he
0: didn't. Uh-oh. He did that at Dreamville too. Yeah, he loves Marvin's room. But I, I said that to you too. I said he, he's obsessed with Marvin's room. It's like uh, Usher and Daddy's home. I don't. I don't well,
1: like, you know, he had to pay that chick. She, she sued him. Uh, so yeah. listen, after I had to pay you, I'm performing it every time I get on stage.
0: I, I guess that makes sense. But he, like, he That's will true. not let Marvin's room go. And I, I, I love Marvin's room. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like he, he makes sure. <laughs>
1: Well, that's why. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, that was the other thing, and also like the set list, I mean, personally, um, I think, I think Drake can get away with the setlist he has, and also doing the stuff he has because, you know, with his discography, with the amount of like singles and number ones he has, people are still gonna love it. Like, I mean, I still love the songs that he played,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: I would love something like a B sides show from Drake same thing from what ho did. by are that because that's when I'm really gonna get all of the stuff that I actually like from Drake right like I'm talking I think that would be dope. I'm talking so far gone music I'm talking all of his dedication uh, time and location uh, songs oh. like I'm talking like you know those all are the favorite stuff, right? yeah. yeah I don't need it. I, like I don't need all of the, the poppy number one stuff I need like some good good Drake songs yeah I, uh, I, Even I agree. Though we made it. I remember, you, do you remember we we made it from uh yeah play? yeah, like, yeah. Like, like that's a popping drake song yeah. yeah a lot of that stuff was popping but like he played a lot of um he played like a couple of cob songs he played like three songs from honestly never mind which i still haven't listened to the album um <gasps> which i was supposed to be his dance album yep and um yeah i mean oh and also one more thing is uh i think search and rescue is a horrible song it's the song that they play on the radio right now and um, hmm. a lot of people like that song. I was really surprised, but it had the had the show popping, so
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, people if you listen into the radio, I feel like, you know, when you go to the concert, it's kinda hard not to get on that bandwagon. So I don't right. even know what song that is, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, he, I have no idea. I, but
2: it's the one where he's like, uh, take me out the track. Take me out the uh please come and rescue me. like he's basically crooning over like please take me out the club, take me out the streets. <laughs> uh, I, want of you, course. I want you to, you know, I want you to wife like me. Like that's basically what he said.
0: Oh, okay. oh he's oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'ma have to start playing that for the boys. Search yeah. and rescue. <laughs> take me out the streets please. how about um how about
1: you're a fool. um how about um the stuff with 21 because i heard it's drake then 21 comes out and then they kind of do some songs together
2: yeah that's exactly how the format was so like he did a bunch of his songs and he did some of the solo songs off of uh, her loss okay and then and then it was 21 21 did a lot of his like notable songs uh-huh um, which there was a couple I didn't know, but like I like twenty one like i've I've always liked twenty one mm-hmm. um, and I thought like what he was doing was pretty dope, and then yeah, then they came back out and it was like um it was the both of them they they both did their joint songs that they've done over the course of how many years um, uh-huh. except for I think that one song i forgot there was, was one song that he, that they both did a while, ago. I think it was probably their first joint, um I don't think they did that, but you know they did the uh they did a few of the Her Loss songs, but I actually wanted more of that because there's mm-hmm. a lot of Her Loss music that I actually really like that's both 21 and Drake, and they didn't really do too much. I mm-hmm. think the, the ones that they did that I really like was Spin Bout You. Um, damn, I don't even remember some of the other ones that were joint, but I think they did Spin Bout You and some of the other ones on. like, um, Oh, like Knife Talk, but I was on "Certified L- Lover Boy," mm-hmm. so they didn't really do that many Her Loss songs. It was really weird. Um, also but, the merch um, Drake's merch was really trash uh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was super trash the merch was he, he sold that damn like Instagram caption book not it's not a poem book but it's an Instagram caption,
0: caption it. book okay. Okay. and
2: um, he sold some of the certified lover boy merch when it was like the socks with the heart uh, the hat with the lips that kiss on it um, nah. what I got was I got the shirt with the the girl who's the cover of the Her Loss album. Uh-huh. I got a shirt with just like her face on it, and then um I got a Twenty One Savage shirt. That one looks like someone did a whole bunch of graffiti, and they basically right. did like it says um, "Slaughter Gang" with him wearing the Jason Voorhees mask, mm-hmm. and then on the back it shows the tour dates.
0: Oh, okay, so I know, like, okay, that I like, like I, I like real tour merch. Like yeah. I want, I want the T-shirt with the tour dates on it. I like that. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I, I don't want anything special. Like I don't want Kanye style merch. Right, and Couture. that's the thing.
2: Honestly, the like Unk and them, like Pookie and them, who was selling all the merch outside the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the stadium,
1: they
2: uh-huh. actually had better merch. That's
1: I was, sad. I even right. bought a hoodie off of them. I believe so, that.
2: I was like, right, because they even had the tour dates and everything in the tour locations. Like, yeah. Shout out to Boogie and them. Right. (laughs)
0: You you know what's interesting, though? You talk about him and the way, the format with him and 21 Savage and it makes me think about 2016 when I went to see him in Future. And it was basically the same thing. And I kind of felt like then, okay, Future is not really, like, I don't have any real connection to Future, but I would have enjoyed more of him and Future performing their songs together. Like, they performed a couple songs and then that was it. And it was, I mean, it was the Drake show, obviously, and I I understood that, but I feel like that's where uh, he faltered. I feel like he could have had future do a little bit more especially since you took the time to do a whole album with him yeah um right. so i guess that's my i mean i didn't see the new the the latest show but i feel like that's a criticism like that he doesn't when when he's doing these collabs it's mm-hmm. like okay, you could you could come out for a little bit,
1: but but that was that was kind of the feeling on her loss anyway. They're, most of the songs are for Drake, him, yeah. That's true. even the ones with Twenty One on them. They're not Twenty One dominated or equally distributed.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you're right.
1: You're right. That's, that's honestly,
2: yeah. That, that's, a, that's a fact because I think there was only like a couple songs where you could tell like okay, the, like he's getting in Twenty One's pocket. Yeah. Like he's actually like he's rapping with 21 mm. on 21's terms. And I think like that one in particular, I think it was like um Broke Boys. Broke Boys is like a twenty-one featuring uh Drake song. And right. I mean Knife Talk isn't on her loss, but Knife Talk is a twenty-one song, absolutely. But yeah. most of them was is mostly Drake songs. Yeah. But I also think that album is probably one of Drake's best body of work in a really long time. Like I wasn't a fan of the past couple. Again, I yeah. still haven't listened to. Honestly, never mind. Oh. And certified lover boy. There's a couple of
0: songs that I only the time stamps! But, but Joshua, honestly, oh. never mind. You don't need to. I'm yeah. just, I'm just had You see what I, you see what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm No, but yeah, seriously, I, I don't, I don't think he missed anything. I don't think you did. No, I
2: don't, I don't think I did too. He was trying to get the crowd popping, but that was actually probably one of the most quietest moment well you know what too so when that happens when he when he plays the honestly nevermind songs mm-hmm. he's kind of taking a break so he knows that, that <laughs> <shit is kind laughs> like he's taking a break like he what like what he does he walks <laughs> over to the dj area and he's acting like he's somewhat of being the dj but then, you know he gets his water he takes some shots <laughs> he, like he talks to some people and then he goes back out like he goes back out to perform um Actually no, I think Jimmy Jimmy Cooks is on the Honestly Nevermind um, album, but I think he does that with Twenty One. Uh, but yeah, he he takes basically a break for like three songs, which is about twelve minutes, ten twelve minutes.
0: Yeah, I so, can see that. I can see why he would do uh, that. That makes sense. That's smart. Well, <laughs> you know, right. A little, I, little interlude for him. Right, and I think it's I think it's smart when they, excuse me, when they incorporate their music like their the the music that they're not going to perform i think it's really smart when they incorporate it in those little i think beyonce's been doing the same thing because I've, I've been watching her entire concert on on tiktok mm-hmm. and even when um When I saw Usher at Roots, that was one thing that he did. There were songs that he didn't perform, but he did his own little intermission. And that was the time when he played songs that I think, I think those were carefully, because he even showed the track list uh, for Roots afterwards. And that was was planned out to play those specific songs in between. So I think it's a smart thing that artists do. I just, Drake. (laughs) I don't like that shit. It's smart when you have when when you're performing all of the other things that you want to perform, but you don't technically have the time to perform every single song. I think it's okay. I don't think I don't think that's an issue. But you know,
1: I'm a hater, so that's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Josh, you know we appreciate you. You know,
1: being our Drake correspondent.
0: Yeah. Yep. I I was. I'm a I'm a very like.
2: Uh, I have a love hate relationship with Drake. I think I think he's uh I think he's one of the best to ever do it, but I also think he's made a lot of corny and weird decisions in, in some recent years. But, you know, if I could see the boy again, I guess I, I guess I'm gonna do it again. So
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> also again, I just wanna say Poundtown, song of the summer.
0: Yes, yes. We, we we got we got your uh we got your comment the other day. Yes, pound town is definitely pound the song of, summer. of
2: the summer. Tell you Barclays was jumping up from i
0: i pound believe pound pound you just love pound Town. I believe you. Yeah. That's, me home, but, you know. I mean listen, listen, and apparently she she got into trouble the other week we'll talk about that, but <laughs> apparently she went to her high school. And people were concerned that she was going to perform Pound Town for the children. That's not ideal. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, always, I, was
2: too, cause I was like, who the hell booked her? And then I thought about um, the principal from Abbott Elementary. I'm like, oh, she had to have done that because there's no way. Yeah. There's like, it's just, there's no way. But then apparently she was giving money to the kids for haircuts and... Yeah, for prom. Like that. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So... Yeah, I, I think... It. It's also so weird because her... Biggest songs were like, not for children, so... Right.
0: I mean, she only got one song. I think that... No, apparently she has other songs, but I think the issue... I'm saying that we know. That we know. But I think the issue was more that she walked into the room and gave the finger to mm-hmm. the kids. I think that was why it became news. Because wow. people were like, well, they're children. Wow. But somebody made a good point. That's the way kids greet each other these days. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of
2: course, I also didn't know if that was also like a Rick and Morty reference because in the show Rick and Morty uh... that's actually a thing um, in, in like mm-hmm. one particular episode where uh, mm-hmm. the character Rick he basically trades the whole planet into thinking like the way you greet people is by giving them the finger or flipping them the bird <laughs> and it was exactly like that so I don't know if that was also a reference but uh, I know that's a thing
1: yeah
0: maybe I don't know
1: and he's our sexy red correspondent you know
0: what I'm saying like, look at that I'm that. not gonna take that. <laughs>
2: I'm just, I'm gonna just give her her credit where credit's due, you know? I'm I gonna
0: mean, give her some credit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people are going up for it, so I, you know, you know. Anyway, we, we appreciate you, you know, doing this very unexpected, uh, impromptu, impromptu uh, deep dive into the Drake concert. No problem. With no a splash problem. of Anytime. sexy red.
1: Wait, 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 while we got you, did you hear his verse on Utopia?
2: Yeah, actually, okay, so I gotta give him credit for that, because that that verse on Utopia is actually pretty good. Um I still think he's corny for shooting everybody around Kanye because or not even not ain't really shooting. Yeah, he he doesn't it's weird. It's like Push I think Push is the only one to really hurt Drake. Uh-huh. And he does like these little things. I think this is actually one of the most direct responses to yeah push in a while. Absolutely. Um, but it's still kind of like, like, bro, you could have said something before, and I don't care if you want to say Jay Trent's song not to do it. Like, you could have said something before. I think it's kind of lame to do it, but I actually like the verse. I think I think both the song in general is like really good, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Drake was kind of like, like it
1: sound a lot like uh, if you're reading this is too late, like, Drake. And, like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. I like it, cool. I like okay. We'll be discussing that, so I was curious what your thoughts were. It's, it's good. It's
2: definitely good. You, you got my praise on that one. I'll
0: do something like that. One. Okay. Right. We appreciate you. and um, no problem. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Nice. Right. Bye.
1: All right. So, special thanks to Dash Brother Josh
0: for our... You know? Our Drake correspondent. Our, right. Our Drake correspondent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured
1: he would have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, so that's it. I just want to respond to the Utopia verse. Yeah. Um, the song is called... So Travis Scott dropped a new album. Mm-hmm. Drake is on a song called Meltdown. And that's what we asked Josh about at the end. And um, he takes shots at Push. He takes shots at Pharrell, pretty directly. Like he does not say names for each thing he does. He really doesn't say names, but it's pretty clear who he is talking about. And I would play it for y'all, but YouTube keeps flagging stuff when we play music. So yeah. y'all can go look it up because I don't want to. I don't want to have stuff get flagged and taken down. So yeah, uh I think it's really corny. I agree with Josh. That he's taking shots at everyone around Kanye, but not Kanye. Uh, Also, like, Pharrell's a producer. He doesn't rap. Why are we dissing producers? Like, if you're going to continue to beef with Push, continue to beef with Push. Right. And I got to be honest, I wonder is this only happening because Jim Jones already dissed
0: Push? Right. Because Drake has been
1: very quiet about this yeah. Push a T beef
0: for a long for time. a while now. Yeah,
1: it's been we all thought it was put to bed. I mean, Push has still been saying little slick stuff, but Drake hasn't said a word, and he's released plenty of music and verses and features right. and the twenty one album. Uh, like we said, her loss. Uh, nothing was on any of those. So now I I gotta wonder, mm-hmm. raise my eyebrow. Is this because Jim Jones? very publicly shot at drake and now i mean not a drake at Pusha t and now i'm gonna say something i said a couple pods ago mm-hmm. there was a rumor that this jim jones Pusha t shit only started after drake brought out dipset at the apollo
0: mm-hmm.
1: we know drake is very meticulous yeah. we know drake is a planner
0: yeah
1: So, did Drake plan this tag team
0: action? I can see that. Did Drake tell Jim Jones, hey... Like, the Jim Jones thing was the setup for the thing that... Or we about to to jump him. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a a setup for... Because you gotta understand, Jim Jones
1: is a public figure, yes. Jim Jones is a celebrity, yes. Jim Jones is a famous rapper, yes. Mm -hmm. But he is not on the level of notoriety of Pusha T, and definitely not on the level of notoriety of Drake. Right. And so even if a little bit of that yeah. boost his stock.
0: Right. It's worth it for him to do it. He and, loses nothing. Yeah, he doesn't
1: lose anything from this. No. We've also never seen Jim Jones in back and forth battles of raps. Right. We've never seen a public display. We've seen, you know, Tough Talk. Mm-hmm. We, we know about his action outside of music. Yeah. You know, with the fisticuffs. Yeah. But we never seen Jim Jones in a, in a rap battle, so to speak. Yeah. And so all of this is boosting Jim Jones stock. It makes me wonder
0: mm-hmm.
1: was there a conversation behind the scenes? Maybe. After the Apollo?
0: Maybe you're right.
1: Or was Jim Jones acting on his own? and now that drake sees that he just, he's like oh he, he, oh that's what we doing oh, we yeah
0: okay yeah i'm listen i'm i feel brave too now any of those things can be possible i think i i think you're onto something that there is some connection to it i remember when you said it on the pod before i do think that there's a, there's there's a strong possibility there's a connection to it cuz 'Cause even though you have like these solo artists that are out and they do whatever and they have their own conflicts with whoever, they're also a little clickish. Especially a lot, a when lot it cliquish. comes to like Drake and Cole and they are a lot, lot clickish. They're cliquish. not they yes, they move on their own because they are solo artists, but there are uh... They have these alliances with other rappers and rap crews and. I was I was gonna say there's mob ties, but yes. Sure. Yeah. Your way. Your way is cooler than mine, but.
1: Yeah, I wasn't trying to be cool. Just. I,
0: I know. I'm just saying it sounds way better than what I said, but. I appreciate that. Yeah, I could totally see that being a thing because. We know that they do things like that. Like if somebody messes with Cole and you might hear Drake do a verse about that person. And, you know, they, they do things like this. So it's not unlikely. And, um, you know. But did we did we talk about the fact that he, he, in his show, had took a shot at Childish Gambino?
1: We didn't yet. But let me just say this. I want to say publicly, because I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. Mm -hmm. I want to say publicly two things. Number one, Drake, if you think Push is just going to take that quietly on the chin.
0: Oh, I think it's the opposite. You are bugging. I think it's the opposite. And number two. This is a rollout. What you mean? Drake has an album coming and Drake knows that if he pokes the bear, the bear will wake up. Well, push also has an album coming. So it's good for both of them. Sure. I, I think I think, like you said, Drake is very strategic and he's very meticulous. I think Drake knows that he is waking the bear. I think he knows that and I think he wants that. And I think Drake knows that nobody gave a fuck about honestly never mind. And he is setting this up. I think I said this to you off pod. I think he is doing this specifically as part of a rollout. Yes. I think that all of this is to get people excited. Yes. And if it helps push a T to prop himself up in the process, why not? We always talk about how yeah they're feuding, but are they feuding? Like oh, I
1: think them two really are feuding.
0: I'm just saying in general. I think like Kanye so-
1: and Drake. Who they knows? Squashed
0: it or whatever Who it was.
1: knows? I don't think it ever really was even real shit. I think it was nonsense. But push and Drake, no, I don't think that's play play.
0: I just think
1: I don't think that's Hey Let Cell Records.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think it's something where they're like sitting down and strategizing together. But I think I think there is a mutual understanding of this is if we both got an album coming out and we both feuding Oh, I disagree that makes sense. I think I don't
1: I don't think I don't, that
0: I don't I don't think it's a collaboration. I don't think that it's they're colluding, right? I just think that that's under that's a thing that's understood. Whether Drake initiates it or whatever, Drake knows that Pusha T is not going to take it lying down. He's he's going to say something back. And that's going to make people want to listen to the new Drake album. And it's going to make people want to listen to the new Pusha T album. I think that's a given. I think they, I think Drake and his people know that going into things.
1: Yes, I totally agree with that part. But no, I don't think this is a, hey, Push could benefit from this too type of thing. I think the opposite. I think this is, one, we heard your shit out of the Louis Vuitton thing. Mm-hmm. And two, Jim Jones already jumped ahead and responded, Three, you haven't said shit for exactly that last piece you said. Let me get my shit off on the the Utopia feature Mm -hmm. so that way it can springboard my album sales. Because now people are looking forward to the shit I'm going to say on the new album. And what I was going to say a minute ago is I think the second part is. I don't think Push has any problem battling both y'all motherfuckers at the same time. Of course not. I,
0: don't, I
1: think I don't y'all probably like made Push very excited right now. Right. I think Push heard that shit and was like, "Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, yes." So he yes. Could, he, well, he we don't we even know when that.
0: the Push album is know, coming I'm or the Clips album is coming. We don't know what it is. We I'm, just know. I'm just saying. I, I'm I'm sure he's like, "Oh, let's do some more." Oh,
1: push, come on. We, and now, and now, and now, here's what's really wild: mm-hmm. you publicly dissed Pharrell. Pharrell probably was like, "I'm gonna make some angry ass beats now." Oh, that's
0: right. what you said. Right. Exactly. Watch these beats I'm about to make for Push to diss you. Yeah. Exactly. Why would you do that? Um, I don't know, but I think I think like I said, I think that Drake. I'm no, excited. I think me too, because I feel like this is this is but this is what we want from Drake. Like we want.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm excited for
0: Push. I don't give a fuck about Drake. I want to hear a direct
1: diss, like the way I came up here and gave props to Jim Jones yeah. for his diss being very direct yeah. and very clear. That's what I want. If Drake is I gonna agree. reignite the battle with Push, then let's really do it. Sure. Like when we heard "Takeover" and "Ether," we didn't need to guess oh. who was being dissed. But that's
0: with the like when
1: it... Pac was putting out "Hit 'Em Up," we didn't need to guess. But like, I guess
0: that's what all I'm... the
1: real good rap records. You didn't need to guess who was being dissed.
0: Right, that's true. I guess that's why I'm saying I'm excited. I'm excited on both sides because I just feel like uh, who doesn't love a good rap battle? Okay. And I feel like when when Drake is in his bag, mm-hmm. he's he's in his bag. Okay. Now, he hasn't really been in his bag. I don't know if he still has a bag. Fair. I've said that. I don't know either. But I would like to see if he does still have a bag. And I think this is a good way to do it. I think a little, you know... A little competition, a little battle, a little back and forth could do Drake some good right now. So Oh absolutely. I am here for it. I would love to hear what both of them have to say. But oh, you think you think Pharrell's gonna pick up his pen and write some this
1: record stuff to Drake? No. Nah. Because Pharrell raps.
0: Of course. It's that. not often, but I Pharrell raps. I don't think so. You think he just wanna stick to the beats? I don't think Pharrell cares. Uh, uh, if Drake is dissing him, I think I think you're right. He'll probably make some fire beats for a Push, but I don't I don't see for. Real. I mean, if he did, great, but I don't see him jumping in. I don't think I don't think that's what he's on. I don't think he cares about that. Got it. Well,
1: I got push. I got push against Jim Jones. I vote push. If we're going for Drake versus Push round two. I've got Push. Yeah, I didn't say Drake was going to win. No, I know. I'm, I just want to publicly <laughs> make it clear. So when it comes out later and Push kicks some ass, we can post these clips. Boop.
0: You said it here. No. You know what I'm
1: saying? You With you the date underneath. Fuck a timestamp. We could do, like, do like Drake and put... <laughs> right. You know? Right. June 30th on the
0: couch. Right. Mm. So, you know, speaking of rap... Oh, more man. All right. Let's do it. Let me drink speaking, some coffee. Speaking of hip-hop... Coffee. yeah watch your mouth because you know watch your mouth there are differences
1: yes watch your mouth thank you
0: number one first number one hip-hop album of 2023
1: hip-hop 21 hip-hop number one that's i just want to rock that's what that is right there that's your i just want to rock dance yeah got it okay do, do it again. All right, there you go.
0: I just want to... body, yeah. I just want. Ah, 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 ah. Yep. I look like something's wrong. I like I'm having a spasm. Everyone, everyone Ooh, does. I mean, if you're being,
1: <laughs> you're being honest. And your TikTok dance, you know.
0: Little Uzi Vert.
1: Yep. Congratulations to Little Uzi Vert, first hip hop number one album of 2023. <clears throat> and I gotta be honest. It may not stay that way for very long. I mean, if there's heat coming. We have Drake coming. Travis just, just dropped just an dropped, album. Yeah. 21 Savage is about to drop an album. There's a There's a rumor that there's another 21 Savage and Drake collab album coming. Allegedly, Nikki and Cardi are dropping as well. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. Uh, Cardi does have a new song out. At least
0: half of those are going to to be number one.
1: And I gotta be honest, nobody's talking about it. But I still think Cole is coming.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: There hasn't been a whisper about it. Mm -hmm. But I think we're getting Cole before the end of the year. Yeah. You're probably right about that. But again, congratulations to little Uzi Vert. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, First a, number one. I don't have a lot to say about it. Just got to give him his props. Congratulations. Bloody oh, yep.
0: <laughs> that's, it, that's
1: it. Oh my God. And, that, and that's on period.
0: <laughs> so, um, so you said Ether and TakeOver. And guess what? You know. Some we have to talk about them both today. Magic. Magic is in the air. Magic is in the air. Let's start with Nas. The Nas, the new Nas album came out. Magic 2 is what it's called, right? Yep, Magic 2. I listened to it. You listened to it. Thoughts? Of course I listened to it. It's cool. I don't think I don't think it's the
1: best of the five projects. Mm-hmm. But I gotta be honest, I don't give a fuck. Because, number one, I'm happy to hear all of this Nas. Agree. Number two, uh... I think Nas is letting people know, like, um... He still got it. Fuck still got it. You know what's five albums in two years? I mean,
0: that's pretty badass.
1: I remember when DMX flexed that he had two albums in one year, and they both were platinum. I don't know if these are platinum. I would assume they are. We can look it up later, but Mm -hmm. five albums in two years? None of them were like a two-pack or just a single. No, he has I mean, really, he's really, really five amazing, yeah. bodies of work in two years. That's amazing. Nas is acting like he's an underground rapper trying to get a record deal. Like he owns some shit. Like yo, I want everyone to know my name, I like and it. so that way you know some big label could sign me. That's the kind of output he's he's. No, that's the type Energy. of work. He- yeah, he's just ODing is my point. Uh, yeah. And and I, I, I for I one, love it. I think that this is amazing mm-hmm. that someone at this part of their career can do this. Right. I think it's amazing that these two gentlemen have continued to link up mm-hmm. and create dope <laughs> bodies of work. I also think he is operating at a high level of everything.
0: Yeah. Energy,
1: um, creating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he's just making a lot of fucking moves. And he, I think he's making it very clear that today, him and his peers are very far away. Right. I mean, because if you want to look at who is in Nas peer group, There ain't a lot of them putting out albums. No, they're not. They're not. And there ain't a lot of them putting out hot albums. No. And there ain't a lot of them being consistent. And there ain't a lot of them making super hot fire. But now he's
0: he's killing it. not just doing his thing.
1: Yes. In fact, I would argue that none of his peers are doing most of that shit. I was waiting for you to say that. Because... Who's Nas' Pierce? I mean, Hove, obviously. We ain't heard a Hove album in forever. Four 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 was the last project we got from Hove. That was years ago. The Carter album does not count. It was Beyonce's album. Let's be honest. You di- you disagree?
0: I'm not. You think they
1: equally? It. Then never mind. <laughs> Honestly, never mind. Um. Who else? I mean, Biggie's gone. Pac is gone. Uh Wu-Tang. I mean, they're more collective in when they all came out. Anyway, like in 94, 96. Yeah. It was not one member. Today, we might see more of the individuality mm-hmm. of like, oh, Ghostface is doing this, or Raekwon is doing that, or right, yeah. Method Man is doing this, or RZA is doing that, or whoever. Yeah. Method Man is doing this. Facts. Okay. But... What is fine finest. But there's not any music coming from these people as individuals. Like, I ain't heard a, a Ghost album in a minute. And I don't think Ghost is interested in that. And there's not a shot at Ghost. I'm just trying to have the peers' Ghost. conversation. Yeah, I don't think
0: there's anything wrong with having the conversation. They're older. Th- and I don't say that disrespectfully. They're older. No, no. It's the like, fact that they're, they're all they're, in their, their 50s. Their, their lives us. are different now. They're... They're... they their peak happened a long time ago so it's i don't i think it's a fair conversation to have i think it's okay to to talk about how well Nas is doing in terms of continuing his craft and we've heard so many rappers get to a certain point before their 50s and say oh jay-z included say oh i'm retiring oh i'm not doing this anymore whatever i'm focusing mm-hmm. on other things that's the right. famous line and it's true that they truly they they do focus on other things right sure. a lot of them when you start to look into them and check in on them you see that they have a lot of things going on that have nothing to do with actually making their own music yes and that's totally fine but it is refreshing to have someone who is from that era still making music still making good music I listened to it. I I was like like you said. I'm just enjoying having music from Nas. I've always been a Nas fan. Um, I was one of the kids who was you know in school talking about well, I mean, but Jay Z says this, but then Nas said that, and you know I was I, I was one of those kids. So I appreciate both of them very much, and I being able to get new new music from Nas is amazing like yeah. i was happy to to turn on the album and listen to it and he sounds great like he's yeah he's doing well and i think i think you make a good point he's letting everybody know like hey i'm still here and i still got it and yeah and he's he's
1: not against using the new sound i think we've said it here before but i think hit boy understands mm-hmm. Whether you like every song or not, it's a different conversation. Yeah. Which of the five projects is better than the other, or which one is number one to you is a different conversation. But
0: right.
1: <clears throat> I think Hit Boy has a great understanding of how to put Nas and his style in today's rotation yeah. and not sound out of place. Right. There are plenty of Nas records from these five albums that you can put... After a Drake, after a Cole, after a Kendrick, after a Wale, right,
0: yeah.
1: uh, after Meek Mills, whoever, all of the people who are current and hot, mm-hmm. you can put Nas right in that playlist and it won't sound like, yo, who's this old nigga, man? What's this? Right, right, yo, get this old shit out of here. Like, right. You couldn't put Meek Mills, what's the record everyone loves, Nightmares and Dreams, Dreams and, and nightmares. nightmares, you couldn't put that and then put If I Ruled the World right after. The young people be like, "What? What? What the How fuck is this? Why? Yeah. Why are we listening to this?" Yeah. But there's there's a couple. You could put some other joints from these five albums up there.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. The other thing is, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm dick riding a little bit, but I comes. also think we have to give Nas props for the fact that he don't have to do this shit at this point. No. He he's not under some like Def Jam record deal. Right. He's not someone who has a contractual obligation. He's just having fun, and I think it shows. It doesn't sound like, excuse me, it doesn't sound like some other people's music, I'm not gonna say names, but it doesn't sound like some other people's music where it's like, I kinda didn't wanna make this album, I didn't really try on this album, Mm -hmm. I'm not really excited about this album. Mm -hmm. No, this sounds like, man, I am having a blast. Yeah, yeah. And in closing, I want to ask a question. Or do you have something else to say?
0: Um, no. Go Go for
1: it. Very often, we hear that on a Nas release date, Jay-Z has released something at the same time. Nas album, Jay-Z single. Nas album, big Jay-Z feature. Nas album, Beyonce and Jay-Z collab album.
0: Okay, what happened this time?
1: Do you think it was the reverse this time? Because this time, the Book of Hove exhibit was announced. There was pictures of all the famous people there for the private first, you know, showing. And it was like, it'll be available to the public at the end of this week.
0: Yeah.
1: And at the end of this week,
0: (laughs) that week. Nas' album came out.
1: Nas album came out. I
0: don't know, because I don't remember if if Nas said it was coming out. No, not not he long didn't. before. He did, and maybe. and even if he did, you don't think Nas knew about the Book of Hope shit? I mean, I don't know the Book of Hope. Come the on. Book of Hope thing was was very uh, <clears throat> hush. Not um, for people of Nas' caliber. Well, Nas know a lot of them same people Jay know. Of course, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not implying that he doesn't. I'm just. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I know it was very hush. It was something that was done. In conjunction with Jay-Z's team so I don't know I I, truly I don't I don't know one way or another but you make a good point and it's not out of the realm of possibility it's not
1: I'll be honest it wasn't an original thought I heard someone somewhere else say it and Mm -hmm. I was like oh
0: shit did Nas pull the okey-doke I mean did Nas
1: say hey book of hope yeah that's cool Bow, magic 2 nigga take
0: that I mean why not why not and as I always like to say we can have them both and that is why the next thing on our agenda is the book of Hove
1: it is It you, was, one, you it, can start
0: it was great okay so if you don't know and JD kind of <clears> up <throat> a second ago the book of Hove we okay so let me set this up for you July 12th you start seeing on the internet, people are, like, posting reels and TikTok videos and wherever, you, you know, pick pick your station, wherever you are, threads, wherever. And people are, like... All the platforms. All the platforms. You start to see people who are in Brooklyn. People are posting videos and saying, I don't know what's going on, but those look like Jay-Z lyrics on the Grand Army Plaza library, the main library in Brooklyn. And everybody's like, what's happening? What's going on? So then you start getting uh, writers, blogs and things like that where they're like, we don't know what's going on, which is strange because usually the blogs know Usually the major publications know what's going on. They have no idea. So it's all speculation. Everybody's like, we think maybe there's an exhibit coming, but we don't know. And they're saying that the the museum, the library is closed for a private event either the next night or the night after. I can't remember if it was the 13th or the 14th. Hove would say... It's a secret society. All oh, we, we ask, ask is, is trust. trust. Yes, he would. Also, this was the week that Beyonce she was done with her Europe the European leg of her tour. She was going to be in Philadelphia. Pittsburgh? Philadelphia. Oh. She was gonna be in Philly. Let's say the 11th. I don't remember the exact date. She was going to be in Philly the... Around the same time. 11th, right? Or the 10th. Something like that. But then when you looked at her tour schedule, she had no... She had no date in between until I think the 15th. Right? So then it's like, well... Beyonce just got to the States. What's going on here? And didn't she cancel the Philly show? no it wasn't she canceled pittsburgh ah there you which go. is a whole big mess that you know uh, it's not our not for this podcast. no i'll talk about it on hardly but um she she did cancel pittsburgh that and i think i don't think pittsburgh and philly were happening around the same time because they're technically not in the same region but um they're in the same state but <laughs> so i'm like because now i'm digging as, so this is as, something as, I know as
1: was the rest of the internet. So
0: I'm like, Beyonce doesn't have any shows this this entire week. Like, not until the weekend is she is she doing another show. That's odd. That's odd. What's going on here? So it turns out, as suspect as expected or suspected, excuse me. Both are right. There's this exhibit. Called the Book of Ho. By the time they finished, we see that the entire front panels of the library is covered in Hove lyrics. We're talking dirt off your shoulders. We're talking...
1: Justify My Thug.
0: Justify My Thug. Sweet. We're talking uh, "Hovey Baby. There's about, Hard I would life. say, 10 different... Verses from ten different songs, yeah. covering the, the library, the Grand Army Plaza Library in Brooklyn. Yep. And if anybody knows, if you are not from Brooklyn but you know anything about Brooklyn, like this is the main library, this is this is this is a, a focal point in Brooklyn. You know, it's is, it is a staple in Brooklyn. It's something that every, everybody knows, Grand Army Plaza Library. So this is a big deal. So it turns out it's this big exhibit, right, in the library, which I think is kind of crazy and kind of bizarre because they could have done it down the street at the Brooklyn Museum. They could have done it anywhere. But they did it in the library, which I think was really cool because it's accessible. You don't have to pay to see it. Um, you, there are... We should have shown it. The um the oh, The library cards. So they made
1: library cards out of Jay-Z's album covers. And so there are 13 different ones. And the way that they have it is the library cards rotate. So you could go this week and get one... Next week, it'll be totally different. Uh, And maybe not... Lights get low. low.
0: Know that record? Yes. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So, this is one of them. Put that up there. Put it on it. Very, very cool. Dash cam. JD cam. (laughs) Uh, So, this is the Black Album library card, but... Very cool that you can get these. They say that you can collect them all. Um, really cool exhibit. There's five different rooms. Um, and then the main, the, the the central part of the library is, is also covered in a bunch of different types of memorabilia and all kinds of things. So it's a huge exhibit um, to have it be in a library. I think it's a really it's, huge exhibit yeah. um, i I loved it. I felt so proud to you know be from brooklyn and 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 feel like I felt like I was really a part of of something you know and and I thought it was amazing. I would recommend everybody go take your kids take your moms and your dads and your aunties and whoever it's good for the whole family. I think it's really I mean, I feel like I feel like that's something about Jay-Z at this point, now that he is in his 50s, like he transcends. I don't think that he's just around for I mean, for the kids maybe, for a lot of the kids maybe he's just Beyoncé's husband, <laughs> but I think at the same time he still he still transcends. And I think uh, there are a lot of generations. And we saw that at the... at I keep calling it a museum. The exhibit. At, at the exhibit. We saw that, that there were people of all ages. And I think that's amazing that you could touch so many different generations of people. And I thought it was great. They've got... Uh, Uh, All kinds, they had like a replica of the original Barclays Center. I guess that's what it was supposed to look like. Um, They have all of his album covers. They have his albums that went platinum on display. They had vinyl there that you could actually listen to some of his songs. I mean, videos, things. uh, They have a room where it's just things that Jay-Z has said. Um, which was really cool so yeah I mean I was I was pleasantly I don't want to say surprised but I I was I, I thought it was a great experience and if there weren't so many people I think I would have wanted to linger longer you know and just it was, take it it was all packed in. yeah yeah
1: okay yeah I mean not much more to say Um I will say it's a big moment not only for jay-z and his fans but for the culture um for hip-hop uh for us to be recognized in this way honored in this way i know it's not a hip-hop exhibit um but this is someone who is in the forefront of our culture Mm -hmm. this is someone who does a lot of stuff today behind the scenes in our culture Mm -hmm. um and Literally, he's on display. And so this is a big moment for hip-hop, a big moment for Brooklyn, a big moment for New York, uh, obviously a big moment for Hove and his fans. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, mm-hmm. And shout out to the Brooklyn Public Library for doing that. Yeah, um, It's so popular that it was supposed to have a short run and it's been extended to October.
0: October. Um,
1: yeah. So y'all have plenty of time to go
0: yeah.
1: make it there and see this... Superfly, free exhibit. Um, I do think Mm -hmm. the way they broke up the five rooms was interesting because they each have like a theme. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I necessarily loved all of the themes. I think it could have been done a lot of different ways. I wonder if there like some article out or some kind of explanation of why it was done in this way. Um, and then they also have like these plaques or I don't know what to call them, but it's like these big, I mean, what would you call it? The stuff that said like part five, part four, part two.
0: Uh, I don't know. They're like these big, uh, they're not pillars, but they're almost like these big statues that of, of just, are they lyrics? No, they weren't. I, at first I thought they were lyrics. They're descriptions of like, I guess eras of his life.
1: Yes, like before you walk into each section
0: his
1: of his career. Yeah, before you walk into each section, there's like a pillar or whatever, I don't know what you want to call it, but it has like this description of like what you're about to see in that room or that area. Um I thought they were interesting, but I don't really think they were necessary and i think they have each one of them has like a whole lyric to start it yeah, at the top it does i feel like they could have chose better lines and i also i would really like to know why are those the lyrics on the front of the library i know you said you thought those were like the ones that were, were politically old, correct were politically correct because but i wonder why those specifically because he has so many songs I I feel like they could have chose a bunch of different ones.
0: Maybe, but I think. And I'm
1: not. I'm not saying they're bad choices. I'm just curious why those specific ones. I mean,
0: like, this... are those his favorite verses? I doubt it. I doubt I, it. I don't know. I'm, I doubt I'm just it. Just like, what was the like? What's the rhyme and reason behind it? I think the rhyme and reason is probably this. This is something that can be on the outside of this library that is showing to the public. I think they were more liberal about the things um, inside. The things inside. Yeah. I think outside is very specific. If you notice, there are no curse words outside. Yeah, um, and we know J- Jay Z curses in yeah, his rap. I mean, that's we know he my- talks about all kinds of things. I think mm-hmm. they were handpicked very meticulously to make sure that they were respectable lyrics that they were politically correct that they would not offend anyone I think when you're doing this type of thing that is so massive and can be seen not just standing directly in front of it but can be seen far, far away I would think that they would have to uh make sure that it Fits a certain criteria, so I don't even think it has any. I don't think the lyrics they chose have anything to do with things he likes or anything like that. I think it was what can we put up there? This is a cool idea. What can we put up there that won't be offensive? That won't that there won't be any profanity? That I think that was probably the and and whatever they were able to whatever list they were able to whittle whittle that down to. Whittle his, ca- his catalog down to, they probably then chose from that. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I'd be wrong. Nah, it makes sense. I'm just curious what, what was the reason for those specific lyrics. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's possible.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, listen, if you haven't gone, if you're in the New York area, yeah, go. You I'm, I'm gonna go, go. I'm going to go again. I want to try to take my daughter and, and some
1: of my god kids. Yeah. I think it's an important part of history that they should experience, um, and they should be able to see how, you know, just how far one can go with your craft when you hone it and truly grind, so.
0: Yeah. I agree. Well, since we're talking about rap, I mean, we're gonna... Hip-hop? Be... <laughs> What's wrong with I you said, today? I said rap on purpose. Oh, okay. Since we're talking about rap, rappers, um... I'm trying to move off of music, but I just wanted to mention we were supposed to mention it last pod, but we, there was no last pod so Issa Rae her show Rap Shit is coming back for a second season I think okay. it starts I think it starts this month, or excuse me I think it starts in August Um, I'm sure yeah, by, by the time they by the, I was just this supposed month, to say yeah. by the time people listen to this it'll be august but i think it's coming out soon i'm sorry i don't have the date i thought i had it down here but i don't um uh, but it's coming back which i think is cool it's about two female rappers um in miami and they trying to search out for who she your <laughs> daddy lord Uh, and they, you know, they trying to, they trying to figure it out. They trying to find their footing. I mean, okay, one of them is technically not a rapper, if you know the story. Uh, one of them was a rapper and she was like a hardcore, like, conscious rapper. And she would get, like, hits online, but she could never get enough traction to, like, make it big. And she was working with a producer and that didn't go well. And... So she was just, you know, doing what we all do and working her regular job and whatnot. She links up with an old friend and they form this rap group. The girl was not a rapper, but they formed this rap group and it's actually taken off. So it's, it's a cool show to watch. Um, In some ways it feels like a coming of age story, but then in other ways it's, you know, them just trying to navigate life, something that we can all relate to, like, trying to figure out okay i want to do this thing how do i do this thing and like make it be successful and also living in the this internet this time of the internet and watching them like get on live and like talk to people because they said something wrong in public and now they gotta defend it and all that you know, it's 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 cool. It's an interesting show. Um, I enjoyed season one, so I wanted to mention it because uh, you know, Issa Rae be out here doing her thing. She does. Um, and then I thought that that would be a good segue into the new movie Issa Rae is in. Okay, what's that? Come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> oh 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 yeah.
1: Issa Rae's in Barbie.
0: Issa Rae is in Barbie. Issa Rae is actually President Barbie. Holler! Hey. I love that. Yes. Greta Greta Garbo said that she... Specifically, when she thought about the movie and she thought about President Barbie, the person she thought of was Issa Rae. That's she beautiful. said She said, I saw... Wow. I don't want to misquote, but it's my understanding that she saw... A black president. And she thought of Issa Rae for the role. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, Issa doesn't have like a huge part in the movie. I saw the movie yesterday. She doesn't have the biggest part, but she also doesn't have the smallest role. Because I heard somebody describe it as, oh, she has two lines. That's not true either. Um, it's it, her Her role is important in um, moving the story along once it gets to a certain point. So she may not have like a significant amount of lines. She doesn't have the amount of lines Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling have, but it's... She's not the main character. Right, but it's still important. So, um, yeah, I wanted to give my little review. Yeah, let's hear it. What What you
1: thought about Barbie
0: Okay, so I thought it was a cool Way,
1: Wait, movie. wait, 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 wait. Did you wear pink like everyone else? No. Okay, good. I because didn't. this marketing is fucking phenomenal.
0: They, I was watching Holy a progressive crap. auto insurance commercial and Barbie was, there was a Barbie collab.
1: Yo, listen. The marketing dollars put into this Barbie movie have not been wasted. No. Everyone and anyone is interested in this movie. Yeah. That's number one. And number two, mm-hmm. everyone and anyone feels obligated to wear pink. It is <laughs> right. crazy. I was speaking to someone earlier. I ain't going to put no names out there. But I was hanging out with one of my peoples. And I was like, oh, yeah, what time are you and your wife going to see Barbie? You said you're going today. He said, actually, we might have to go next week. Well, we're going to go next week, but I don't know what time. Or what day. It really depends because, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, what's up, man? You need to borrow $5 or something? Like, <laughs> nah, you need to borrow you $5. You need popcorn money? What's up, my guy? He said, nah, she ain't got nothing to wear. I said, are you talking about pink? Do you mean she doesn't have anything pink? And he said, yeah, you know, everybody wants to wear pink. And he shrugged.
0: I, mean, I said,
1: wow, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Who thought it would come so close to home that my close one of my closest of friends, his wife, felt obligated to wear Barbie. Yo, the way this shit is going, and I know this is your movie review, and yeah, then I'm gonna fine. shut up. But the way this is happening, mm-hmm. it's like you would think it's an all-white party, but Secret Service you is are at such the door. A hater. But Secret Service is at the door, not regular bouncers. Secret Service. service. And they're like, yo, hold on, hold on, what you got? Where your pink at, player? Hey, player, player, where your pink at?
0: And let me tell you why you're a hater (laughs) because you were into Marvel. Okay. But you don't have and to wear a Marvel shirt you to see Marvel. You don't have to wear a Marvel when shirt. When you go to Marvel, no, no, you can no. wear whatever no, no, no. you want. No, no, no. Let's not act like people who go to Marvel don't go in full costume and all kinds of things like that. Yes. That is a real thing. Yeah, but nobody feels just,
1: obligated to do that. I don't that. think
0: that it's that. People
1: get excited. Like if Spider
0: Man comes out, you're like, oh shit. Right, right, my right, Spider Man right, shirt, but is it under here? Thing, is it under the belt? Is it back I don't, there? Where's my Spider Man shirt? Obligated. I think that it's the same. Oh, I disagree. I think it's the same excitement. I think that she pink... said she couldn't go because she don't have pink. But I think it's the same excitement. I think. And people... I heard mad people like in passing, like, "Girl, think... you better wear pink." I think you know pink... you got to wear. Pink. I think people are making an experience out of it. It's kind of like when people were excited about Black Panther, and yes, that is Marvel. But the reason I bring that specifically up it's a, it's is a good, because it's a good analogy. because there were. People who didn't don't care anything about Marvel who went to see Black and, and yes, got dressed to the nines to go and me too. <laughs> see.
1: I had a blazer on the second time I saw it. See, I had a blazer back then. I had a fro. I made sure I picked my shit out real good. Right. And I even called an assistant. Assistant, can you help me here? I, sometimes I don't get the back real good. You know, right. it gets curly back here. Uh-huh. It was like, we got you, the we got you the kitchen, yeah. you know, the kitchen. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They made sure my kitchen was straight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It hooked me up. But this, anyway. This
0: is what I'm saying. I think that it's just excitement over the movie. I think it's something for people to look forward to. I think it's something for people to do together. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's out of obligation. I don't think, I don't think it's that. I just think it's. Oh, it's Barbie. It's a it, it's a fun thing to wear pink, and yes, have they have they completely gone into our brains to make sure we we That's think about saying. our outfits and we do this? That's and we all I'm that. saying. What I did, I did not wear pink. I wore uh I wore a workout set. Okay. Because I figured I would be athleisure Barbie. Okay. And Barbie uh. A lot of the barbies from way back when um especially when she would go to the beach or whatever she would wear like white or pink cat eye sunglasses so i had some white cat eye sunglasses and i wore those even though it ended up raining for part of the day but wow. but yeah i did that and you know and then the the i went with um it was my niece's birthday so we went. Shout out your niece, even though she shouldn't be watching this. shouldn't be watching this, but you know, happy birthday to Gabby. And they. <laughs> they Gabby, so- if you see this on TikTok, just swipe left. Get it off your screen. Girl. I know, I know. <laughs> They'd be jumping in their feet all the time. Anyway, so. So sh- they hey, see me. And- they got to block you like my daughter does to me. Right, exactly. And I told them that. And my daughter got me
1: blocked. <laughs> <laughs> right, crazy. not for this pod, but anyway.
0: They. they- it's fine, go. Ahead. Oh, they see they see me and they're like, Where's your pink? Where's your Barbie stuff? You see? Cause everybody else either had on pink or they had on a Barbie shirt or whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I made I pled my case and I was like, Hey, look at me. I'm workout Barbie. I've got on my workout clothes and I got on my cat eye sunglasses. And it was fine. It was fine. My review though, um, I thought it was a good film. I fell asleep. I'll be honest for a little bit, maybe about ten minutes in the middle of it. What? Um, I just had a really bad headache. But all in all, I think it was a good film. I think that it's. I agree with what everybody's saying. It's not what you think it is. Um, I think that it's very witty and very smart. Um. that the cat the the actors played their roles very well i don't have any qualms about the way about any of the acting in the film i think they did what they came to do Um, i think the set design was incredible the way they recreated uh barbie's dream house the way they recreated barbie's camper her car everything looked like you went and bought it from Toys R Us and made it life-size. Um, so I thought that was really cool. They're truly, in the movie, they are truly dolls. And that's what makes it really interesting because... Oh, so it's Toy Story. N- no. Well, may uh, conceptually, yeah, I guess it's, it's similar in that way. Um, but yeah, they're dolls. And they realize that there is a... There is a. Um, there's the realization in the movie. I don't want to give away too much, but there's the realization in the movie that there is Barbieland, and then there is the real world. Um, and that kind. Of, that's kind of uh, where the story takes its turn. Um, it's not for kids. Like it's it's, it's not o- for kids. Older kids. Older kids. But it's not for like I wouldn't take a small child to this because. I don't think they would understand what's going on. Um, okay. Like I said, I think it's really witty and it's really smart and it does question, it does put on the table feminism. It puts on the table the patriar- the, the idea of the patriarchy and uh, the fact that men run the real world and um, and also it kind of has a message in terms of like consideration for other people um I don't know I just thought first of all I think it's bizarre that it's Barbie that we're talking about and that's why I think it's really cool the way it was done and the way it was written because the fact that you could get so much out of a film about Barbie just kind of seems bizarre to me I thought I was gonna go in there, and it was gonna be fun and funny or whatever. And it was. It, there's there's a lot of laughs. There's um, because again, you're in. We're acknowledging in the film that they're toys. It's not one of those. It's not one of those movies where it's like all of a sudden they're li- they're they're live and they're you know they they are existing in their world as toys. So. Even the water, I mean, maybe this is a spoiler and I'm skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. But even when they're on the beach and they're in the water, at, there's a scene where Ken goes to surf in the water and the water is plastic. Nice. So that's what I mean when I say they're truly existing in their toy world. Um, so I think it's really cool that they did that that way. And created a real difference between Barbie Land and the real world. And also, somebody made a good point, and I didn't think about this until I heard someone else say it, but someone made a good point. Um, I was listening to the read, and I think it was Crystal who said it, that, or maybe Kid Fury, that you think you appreciate the set design even more because in your mind, a lot of the movies that we see where there's, like, different worlds, you tend to see the real world far more than you see the other world. This is the reverse. This is the reverse. This is the reverse. They That's exist cool. in in that world, in their world, for a large part of the movie, which is good. So we kind of stay in that, you know. Element. Yeah. So um I didn't even realize that... um uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name?
1: Ryan Gosling. No.
0: Oh my gosh, we were just, Blades of Glory. Um, old school. Like, what were we just? Who? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I don't. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on his name, but I didn't even realize Will Ferrell was in the movie. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he plays the president of Mattel.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, and. Uh,
1: does he have like production credit or something? Writer's credit or something? I don't know, because I know
0: he'd be getting his production. That's dividends. why I asked, yeah. Yeah, but more, I, I, more and more he's been doing behind the scenes stuff. No, but is, he, he actually put, had a pretty significant role in the movie. I was like, that's interesting. What is he doing here? But it worked. It was okay. Yeah. So let me
1: ask you, going back to something you said, because I didn't want to cut you off. Mm-hmm. As far as you said you wouldn't take a
0: small child to see it, right? Yeah, like I wouldn't take a toddler, toddler to see it. And I think it's PG-13 anyway. Cool. But like, is it like Shrek in the
1: sense that if you're little, you can enjoy it, even though there's a lot of shit that will go over your head? Because kids love Shrek. Like I used to work with kids when Shrek came out and kids loved Shrek until their parents were in the room or an adult was in the room was like, oh my God, did you hear that? Oh my God, did you catch that? What? No. But these kids were oblivious until years later they go back and watch it and they're like,
0: yo, Shrek was saying some wild shit. I think most... I think... I think for younger kids, I would say like five, six, or whatever. I think... I don't think they would... Enjoy it? I don't think they would enjoy it. I don't... uh, My nieces are 10 and 12. And, like, they got it. They... They understood, and actually, the twelve-year-old—it was her birthday. She she said she loved it. Um, I just don't. I just don't think it's that kind of movie. I don't. I don't really think. I think maybe visually it would be appealing to a smaller child, but I think in terms of like the storyline—that's what I'm
1: asking. The content.
0: And no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it would make sense to them. Okay,
1: that's why I was asking because you know there's movies. I mean, that to me, do, it's Shrek like is a double the double
0: entendre of it. Yeah, all. there's like a lot they, of like yeah, underlying yeah, of things
1: that you don't catch, like yeah. in one of the Shrek movies. Did <laughs> anyway, never mind. This no, is no, o- no need for inappropriate jokes. But. This
0: is this is over, and there is a lot of innuendo. Um, I don't think it's too much that. Well, I'm not
1: asking—is it too raunchy? No, I I'm, know. Just I'm, just, to out, I'm just trying to figure out—is this something? Because I think Shrek is the best example. There's others, but I think Shrek, Shrek is, is, a is a the good best example because yeah. there's mad shit that's not for kids in right. Shrek. But if you're a kid, you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right? Even it's, the jokes that are inappropriate, like "Oh, that's funny," but you, but you don't, but you don't, really don't know, know the other
0: meaning. And it's animated, and it's, it's so. That's, so that's why. I so act. to me, it's not. No, I just I think this is. I think other than, like, visually, okay, this is... Everything's pink, and they're, like, you know, I don't... I don't know that they would totally understand what's... I don't know that there's... I don't know that there's a, div- a division. I know what you're talking about. And there are a lot of movies. Disney actually does a really good job at that. Um, even in things like, I would say, Frozen is one of those movies where a kid can... It's... it's. Uh, childish I don't mean that in a shady way but I mean it's childish enough for a child to for it to resonate with a child but also there's things that there are adult themes themes that make sense I think this is all geared towards adults Okay. I think this is I think through throughout the theme is, is things that that's why I say it's smart it's witty it's something that you have to I think Intellectually, be prepared for. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I don't know how enjoyable it would be. And maybe I'm wrong. I haven't taken small children to see it. I, I don't. I wouldn't. But I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say they took they took a kid that was younger than ten. Well, I so, ask because I've seen that. Yeah.
1: So I've been like at Thirty Fourth Street, and you can see the whole families in their pink. And yeah. some of the kids are really small. Also, I tried to see Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And there was a problem at the theater I was at. They couldn't show Oppenheimer. But around the same time, yeah. Barbie was showing. And it was the same thing. It was families coming with small kids.
0: That and be. so that's
1: why I'm asking. No, maybe they hated it. I don't know. I haven't spoke to anyone I mean, with children who has seen it. None of the parents I know have it. gone to seen it with their kids. Yeah. Or seen it at all. But... That's why I ask. Because yeah. I do know there are some movies where it's like, ah, I'm just enjoying the film. This is great. There's some stuff I don't really know. And the kids still enjoy it. But that's why I ask. Because I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't think people know that going in.
0: I don't think they do. And that's what I'm saying. And it's the trailer out doesn't now. look like Republican what pundits what you... are.
1: <laughs> yes. Stressed. Brought, yes, people are upset
0: stressed because their life is doing so well that's the interesting part but i think it's i think it's an incredible way to tell the story like because yeah of course they live in the dream house and they do this and they do that and yes so if a child I, I guess if a child knows barbie and plays with barbies and has the dream house and all of that then maybe it would be a great experience but there's so much there it's it's the movie is almost 2 hours there's there's so much there that there's so much depth there and there's so much layers there so many layers there that it's like i don't really know about that but down to just thinking about barbie as an entity that is of and unto her own right there's a scene, again, I'm giving stuff away, spoiler alert, but there is a scene where um, they have the big, the, party, the big party at Barbie's dream house, and all the Barbies are there, and all the Kens are there, and, but then, you know, there's, there's, well, in the movie, they call her stereotypical Barbie. She's the main Barbie, Margot Robbie, and then there's Ryan Gosling, he's the main, he's her, her Ken, and Ken's like, can I stay over? And barbie goes why she's not malicious she's not being shady she's just like why i don't understand and he's like well because i'm your boyfriend i think that's what i'm supposed to do because i'm your boyfriend and she's like but i don't want you to and she's like i it's girls night and she said and every night is girls night it's going to be girls night in perpetuity <laughs> nice because she has no concept of your boyfriend stays over or you know like it it, it, it hones in on the point that barbie again is an entity un, unto herself right her house is her, her house her car is her car Ken is an accessory just like everything else. Ken is not really a part of the equation. Ken is there because Barbie lets Ken be there. They even make the point to tell you that Barbie has a great day every day because she's essentially living the same day every day. Barbie has a great day every day but Ken only has a great day when Barbie pays attention to him. So even in that, that was in the first what, ten minutes they tell you that of the movie. I'm thinking I don't know what the I don't I don't know what little kids are doing are doing with that. Yeah. You know, conceptually it just doesn't it doesn't speak to them. Understood. Um, but I'm sure plenty of kids went and I'm sure, you know, it was fine and, and all of that. I just don't uh, I don't I don't know. That wouldn't be I've taken even when my nieces were a little bit younger, I've taken them to see many movies and I, I this this would have been this wouldn't have been one that I would have chosen for them five years ago I don't think they would have I don't think it would have made sense got gotcha. you but yeah so All right. so so what you rate it what would I rate it
1: zero being this is this should never have existed uh-huh. 10 being best shit ever I'll give it a 7.5 all right that's pretty good
0: yeah I give it a 7.5 because honestly I feel like at some point I was ready to go I just think it went on too long. I think it could have been a cool 90 minutes and we would have been good. Um, but I thought it was a good movie. I, I didn't, you know. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Okay. I liked it. I liked the concept. I liked what they did with it. I like. I like that it spoke to us as adults. Um, the ending, I've heard people say that the, the very last scene is meant to be funny and poke fun and I understand it but I that last scene I didn't care for because I think that it's a contradiction to something they said earlier in the movie so that kind of I remember we got in the car after after we left and I was like hey but why did this happen (laughs) and and there's really no I mean I don't think there's an explanation for it but it's fine it's not it's not a big deal so maybe you'll find out in Barbie too
1: because Barbie One has already done over $600 million. Yeah, and we don't Barbie even know too. what this weekend's numbers are because it's right. Sunday night right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you off pod what it was. And, you know, I won't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't no, say don't it, don't it here because I don't want to ruin for the... it for people. But but I'll tell you off pod. And I just thought it was, I was like, but didn't, didn't we already establish this? Like, didn't we? And so I, I guess I get caught up in details sometimes. Um, but, Me yeah. Me too so that is that is my barbie review i thought it was a good film i would i would recommend it even no after that
1: conversation maybe i'll take my teenage daughter to see it
0: i think she would enjoy it
1: she didn't seem to have any interest but after what you said maybe maybe i can get her to watch it
0: i think i i would yeah
1: maybe i'll do it old school style i won't even tell her i'll just be like hey come on walk into this building here
0: I think you'll find it interesting. I don't know if you'll walk away saying you loved it or anything like that. I gotta
1: go get my pink. You know? I <laughs> have I several think, pink shirts. So I'm going to have to right. find one. I have to make sure it's Barbie pink.
0: <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Barbie wears all the shades.
1: I know. But, I'm, I'm being silly because that's that's what people are even calling yes. that shade of pink at right. this moment. Barbie pink, yes. Which is so funny to
0: me. Yeah. But I, I do think... I, I would recommend it. I think it's great for... Yes... Uh, A younger, uh, a young lady who can understand a teenager. I think it's, I I, I would recommend it.
1: Gotcha.
0: Okay. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So So, let's bring it home. What else we got? I know we wrapping up.
0: We wrapping up now. All right. But you know, the one thing that we have to talk about that's not the most exciting thing now that I've talked about the Barbie movie, we also have to talk about the fact that the writers and the actors are on strike. Wait!
1: Dramatic pause. <laughs> so I did try to see Oppenheimer yeah. more than once, actually. Uh-huh. So there was a debacle at the theater I went to. I was there. I was there on time. Allegedly, the entire theater lost power. Crazy. And then apparently every other theater or every, or every other auditorium was working except their IMAX. So I could not see Oppenheimer. I've tried several times to get tickets to this movie since. But I'm a busy guy. And it's three hours plus a half hour of trailers. I haven't been able to see it yet.
0: Yeah, I haven't So
1: between this pod and next pod, I will watch it. I will come back and give y'all a thorough review. If you watch it, we can both do it. And also, I heard about a conversation I want to listen to. I don't know if it will be brought To the pod Mm -hmm. But something I heard Is very interesting to watch After you've seen Oppenheimer Is Neil deGrasse Tyson Had a conversation With Stephen Colbert Mm -hmm. About Science About The movie And about A lot of different things Surrounding those topics Mm -hmm. And I've heard Multiple people And podcasts Bring it up Apparently it is A really interesting conversation Okay Okay so now The writers Okay The actors
0: Okay, so since the last time we uh, recorded, the actors have now gone on strike.
1: They have joined.
0: They have joined. um, Or rather, they're technically, I guess, theirs is separate because they're part of a different union. Um, But Hollywood's on strike. That's the long and short of it. Hollywood's on strike. A lot of people can't work right now. Um, There's... (laughs) <laughs> the unions are holding out they're basically like we will wait we we are not in a rush to yeah. resolve this um
1: I mean I know Netflix is happy of course I, was, I saw ne- that report. Netflix
0: subscriptions have gone up um, Netflix and their viewership went has through gone the up. roof yeah because people are running out of things to watch at this point yeah and they know um, there's probably
1: no new shit coming for a while even right. the list of the fall shows what they call it? The fall lineup, I guess is what it's called. Mm -hmm. It's like very little there. And a
0: lot of the shit you really want to see is like, oh,
1: we don't know what's going to happen.
0: A lot of shows have been canceled uh, because they Mm -hmm. don't, like, now they have to kind of figure out, okay, yeah, we may not cancel I don't know, Grey's Anatomy that's been on for 50,000 seasons (laughs) because we know that that works and, you know, we could get everybody to come back and do whatever but the shows that maybe haven't been around for very long and have only been around for a couple of seasons or maybe it was already in limbo they weren't sure if they were bringing them back a lot of those shows got canceled i see a black lady sketch show got canceled Um, that's robin thede's show that she does with uh hbo max there's a long, long list. I can't even think of everything right now. But Essence actually posted all of the black shows that have been canceled. And it's a lot. But if you go to Essence's Instagram, you can get that information if you're looking for it. I um, see Viola Davis was, I was gonna working you know. on a movie. Um, and she stopped.
1: Both acting and
0: production. Yeah. And she has, she yes. has stopped working yeah. on it. Even though. Um, to stand in solidarity.
1: Yes, there's
0: so I don't know if this is what you're about to say, but there are rules to being a part of the strike. Yes, so no new projects will be worked on, but you'll find that some people maybe have been in the middle of projects, yeah. and some of those projects are okay to continue. Yep. Um, um, they said they basically said that you know you wouldn't want to be shopping anything new. Like if right. you are already in the middle of shopping something around and that's still in the works, and you still have those meetings on the books, right. that's fine. But if if I today say okay, I just finished this script, I should not be going to anybody and trying to pitch my script anywhere. Um, and so, if you do.
1: You know the rule? No. Oh, they're pretty much banning you. Like, they're not. This is not a direct quote, but the understanding, and people have actually said this and posted it, is that if you do something to break the union, the solidarity. The solidarity. I felt like I was going to say the total wrong word there, even though that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. If you break the solidarity, if you stand apart from everyone else, mm-hmm. you will stay apart from everyone else. Right, yeah. And so when, when the ship is corrected, righted, when they right the ship... Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to end up blacklisted. You'll
1: be walking the plank. Yeah, exactly. So... And, and I get that. I get it Because so- if we're all together and all trying to make things happen for the betterment of ourselves, the future, our children, our legacy... Everyone. You can't just be like, yo, fuck y'all. I'm about to go make this movie.
0: Yeah. No. So, yeah. It's it's crazy. I hope that they get it resolved as quickly as possible. But also, I totally understand like not wanting to give in to uh, whatever it is that they want to give you without considering what people actually need and what people are actually asking for Um, there's a big conversation happening well two one is about money and just the fact that these studios make so much money and they pay people shit and they exactly and especially Um, when it
1: comes to the streaming yes because that's the one i see the most uh -hmm. discussion about as far as payment it's like yo fam we're getting paid nothing off these streams like yeah and and that's what I say all the time about music. I know I always make it about music, but I'm an artist. And when you get it, when you look at the account and it says 0. 0.000123, it's like what the fuck is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then the other thing is AI, this conversation about AI and the fact yeah. that they they are basically like, "Oh, y'all not writing, we'll get a computer to write it." That's fine.
1: No, what's really interesting to me is what they wanna do with the AI. One of the things that they presented to the unions is that if you do something, so let's say, let's say you do um, a a show. Mm -hmm. And in the show, let's just say you only did one episode. But you did a show for, what's it called, rap shit? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say you're on an episode of rap shit. And you're a performer in the show. You perform a song. Mm -hmm. Because you did that one episode, what they presented is they will be able to take your likeness, take what you did in that that. episode and remix it, replicate it, change it in perpetuity. That means forever for those who don't know. And you don't have to get paid for
0: that. Which is ridiculous.
1: Because they know that they will be able at some point to have AI do that to say, hey, this is Dash's voice. This is what Dash looks like. We can now take her voice and her likeness, what she looks like, and package it differently and create a new piece of content without ever having you come back Mm -hmm. to the show. Listen, this is going to be a long fall. And I'm okay (laughs) with that. a long
0: winter. I'm okay with it, too. Plenty
1: of movies Um, that already exist. Plenty of shows that already exist. That are
0: already in post-production. And this is the time to go
1: watch some shit that you heard about. That you might have never seen. That was like, yo, I heard this show was really good. Dash told me about a show a year ago. You know, I never watched it. Let me go watch it. Or, call me crazy but maybe go watch some of your favorite shit that you just didn't watch again.
0: Well, I was just about to say I do that a lot where if there's nothing new that I wanna watch, I rewatch things that maybe something too. I don't always pick things that are on the nose sometimes, but I sometimes will pick things where I know that I probably missed something, where it's something that I really had to think about. Um, so I, I'll, I'll do that. I actually just started rewatching Madam Secretary on Netflix, which is actually really fascinating. I love a political drama though. So, you know, but that's why you love Barbie. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but I think it's a good opportunity to also support the actors and writers that you like, um, and watch the things that they have created already. Um, I think that I think it's good for the Netflixes of the world and the HBO, the Warner uh, right, They're not the paying us. I'm just saying I think it's I think it's good for them to see us still supporting uh, writers and actors in that way. Like I th- yeah. I think it's really important to say, okay, well, is I think rap Shit is in post production at this point, so this is probably not this doesn't affect it but let's say it was Rapture shit we were talking about rewatch season one you know yeah, like i agree you know because sh- because i think that that helps too like if they see those numbers it matters yeah. it matters and 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 maybe it'll help keep some of those shows alive that haven't been around for a long time and they don't really know what they're gonna do with them i think that's a good way to to get it out there that no, people don't want this to be canceled. A lot of things get canceled that should not be canceled just because of money or sometimes it's an actor that maybe can't return because they have other responsibilities. There's a a long list of reasons why shows don't come back. Sometimes it's just that I know net with Netflix, a lot of their shows get canceled because they consider them too niche, um, and they would rather than put the budget into something that is more mainstream, like a Halloween movie. Because they feel like they will reach like a
1: broader that. audience. Sure. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying that's the reasoning.
0: Yeah. No. I get. I get the reasoning. I just. I, I just think that it's. It. It's unfortunate. Not only for the people who work hard on those shows, but also for the people who resonate with them, too. Like, yeah. there's a reason that there's different types of programming on television. Yes. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, look up your favorite actor or your favorite writer or and find out from them, like, what you can do to help. Um, or what you can do to at least just be supportive in this time. Because I feel like this is not going to end anytime soon. and And, nope. you know, there's you know at the very least we can't be on the picket lines with them but we could try to support projects that they've already done yep or things that they may have coming out that actually made it through right um so yeah and the last piece
1: is in the same realm but i guess an aside mm-hmm. is disney has announced Ayo. <laughs> hey, everybody who likes marvel and star wars y'all about to get a lot less shit
0: oh yeah I heard so about
1: this. there's been way too much money there's been way too much output and we are slowing down our output and we are limiting our resources for those two giant entities yeah because clearly bob Iger and the team feel it's a lot of money being spent and not a lot of money coming in i say all the time it's about the bottom line it's about staying in the black, not the red. And I think that is what's going on. It's also a conversation about how um, how we are over-consuming and underappreciating the content. Because before, you wouldn't get five Marvel movies in a year. You wouldn't get... Yeah. Four Star Wars shows in a year. Those two entities, more so Star Wars. Star Wars is infamous for there being nothing for years.
0: We like to binge and then we, and then, and then we want more. Right. And so they are saying in their
1: own words, in separate words, that the uh, IP is depreciating. And yeah. so they want to reel it back so that way we can yearn for the projects that we heard about and have not seen. And so, also, so they could save a little bit of
0: money. This is why I appreciated, um, I, don't know, I talked about Issa Rae earlier, but this is why I appreciated when Issa Rae was doing Insecure, because something that she never, her and, and, the, and the team over there never wavered on was 30-minute episodes and there will only be this amount of episodes uh, for the season. They were very hard and fast about that. They, there was no... And people would ask her, the show was on for, what, five seasons? She, they would ask her, hey, like, what? So what can we do to get an hour? And she was like, no. That's... The 30 minutes you get is an incredible 30 minutes of television. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's a good example of something that, uh, where they uh, were maintaining the intellectual property. I think they were, they were maintaining like the good ideas and the good concepts and plot lines and the good writing because they didn't overdo it. So yeah. I'm not mad at, Bob Iger for doing that. I mean, I'm sure Bob Iger has his his like you said. The bottom line is very important, and so I'm sure. Oh yeah, that's why his, he's saying fuck the his, the writers and the actors. His well, there's that. But I think I think in terms of and I love what
1: oh I always I'm so bad with names. Your Honor, Brian Cran- Cranston.
0: Brian Cranston.
1: Love what he said. Yeah. Y'all yeah. yeah, can go look it up.
0: Yeah, we posted it on our are in stories too. Um but yeah I I mean listen Disney never mind honestly <laughs> never mind never mind and this has been oh. Let's Have a Real Conversation with Dashing D and J D. Thank you for being
1: here. Thank you for tuning in, listening watching all of the above and we will see y'all again in Two weeks. Bye. Adios.